Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Father, we thank you for the grace that you've given us. We thank you for the love that I feel in this room. I feel like there is not just power here, but there's love here. I feel like there's a, there's a, a great love for you, Lord, and a great love for people. And that's what's going to be significantly different about this church in this region. And I release this anointing of great, absolute, radical love that will manifest the power of God in Salt Lake City. I declare that people will come out of highways and byways and far places to come into this atmosphere of love. I thank you for this anointing of love in this place. And I thank you, Lord, for the, the power to grow and the power to increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You can have a seat. I want you to keep your expectation high. I have a few words of knowledge. You guys did a great job. Excellent. Thank you. I have a few things that I want to, we're going to speak and pray and prophesy and towards the end of service, but I want you to keep your expectation high. I want you to expect that God is going to do something. And, and if, you know, God responds to expectation. We call it faith, but sometimes we don't know that faith needs your energy of excitement and enthusiasm. And that, that, that is the expression of expectation. A person that is expectant doesn't sit back and go, show me. A person of expectation leans forward and says, make me. Let's do this. And God's going to do great things. Amen. I have this, I have, um, how many of you ever, God starts speaking to you first by frustration? You guys don't have that. I, I, only the front row. Only the front row. How about you guys way back there? Anybody, anybody else? You, God speaks to you, and you, and you don't really at first know that God's, it's God's voice until you're really fired up frustrated. How many of you feel that? It's like a, you know, and frustration is the, the catalyst to your next level. If you think you're going to a next level without being frustrated, you're, you don't know next level going and next level living. Next level living needs you to be uncomfortable, frustrated. Uh, it's, it's, it's something called cognitive dissonance. It's where you are today and the reality of where you are today, knowing and believing that you're supposed to write that million-dollar check, but then not able to even write enough of a check to cover your electric bill. And you're going, I know who I'm called to be, but I know where I'm living right now. And your whole, you have to learn to hold two ideas in the same mind. And that's what creates the frustration. We don't know that it's the fact that you're dreaming of something bigger and you're experiencing something small. And it's, it's, that's what affects you. A lot of people don't know that's what creates your frustration. If someone calls you and says, thus saith the Lord, this is who you are, this is what you can do, and this is the mighty thing. And then the blessings on you and prosperity's on you, and then you're driving home and boo, boo, boo. you get pulled over, and you're like, I thought the blessing was on me. 
And then you try to talk your way out of the, you, oh, mister, I just came back from emergency. Listen, my voice is raspy. And he's like, that's great, here you go. And he's like, I thought the blessing was on me. See, when you start to fight with the fact that your, your reality is not truly what you're living in right now, but your reality is a new creation reality, it needs to be created in you from this moment. So don't adjust to this moment. Don't adjust to the moment you're living in. And even if you're really prosperous and blessed and just moved into a nice, beautiful house and still unpacking, right? But that expansion and that stretch is just the beginning of all stretches. I want to talk to you today about a frustration that's in my heart. I'm, I'm a little frustrated with the, the church at large. I'm sorry to say that. You're like, I thought you were supposed to be positive. We are going to be positive. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to end positive. It's going to end positive. No, we'll be positive the whole time. But I, I realized that there's something that I've, and I didn't, I didn't know what it was. Because you start working with people. You start dealing with people. And you start ministering to people. And you realize that part of the breakthrough is they can't break through their mindset. That God is raining glory down. And they're still expecting mud. Right? That God is raining power. And they're expecting weakness. And, and I, this, is, this, is the, this is the dichotomy for me, okay? This is the problem, my problem. It's not your problem, my problem. The problem is, is I found that Christians are giant-focused. Are, are giant-focused. What's going on? Oh, man, there's a giant. You know, we're going to take down this giant, and we're giant-focused. But we should be throne-focused. See, David wasn't called to a giant. But there was a Goliath in front of him. David was called to the throne behind the giant. And sometimes we get stuck looking at the giant and missing the fact that I'm supposed to run beyond the giant. And if there's a giant in front of me, the giant comes down because there's a throne behind him. See, if you, if you get focused on the problem, you never see the destiny. I'm just going to warm my voice up because it is, it is. See, you guys only had a one hour time change. I had a two. <laughs> so my voice is still kind of waiting back there in, in, in Seattle. So when you understand that, that God's wanting you to go bigger because that the bigger you go, the bigger the giant is, but don't get stuck in giant living. I was going to, oh man, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm just really, no, we, we are winning. And no matter what, if there's a giant in front of my win, then the giant is already, sorry, giant. I'm so glad, I'm so sad that God put you in front. I'm going to go over here. I'm so, I'm so, I, feel, I wish you would have picked somebody else, but I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how big your head is. I don't care what you, <laughs> I've got to go over there. So David, David, let's talk about King David for a second. King David has been anointed by God. There's an oil put on him, dripping down him. He smells like frankincense and myrrh. The prophet came down. And we know the whole thing that he wasn't even, he wasn't even considered worthy to be called out as one of the ones that the oil would be put on. If you feel rejected, don't worry about it. 
If you feel like you're being overlooked, don't concern yourself with that. God will make sure you're called to the front line when the moment is right. There's a lot of people that will be raised up before you get there. But it doesn't matter, because if you're the one that's supposed to be the giant slayer to the throne, then you will be set in the right time in the right place. It's not just being set in the right place, but it's being set in the right time. If I'm called out with everyone else, then there's no distinction. I don't want to be called out with the crew. Everybody, all like... I would rather be the last one called out than being set up with the common. See, the underestimation is the fact that they think you're common, but the fact is, or even beneath common, you're uncommon. You're the one that is going to be called out, that's going to be brought forward, that's going to be pulled in, and that's where the anointing is going to land, on the person that is not called. David, David was in this situation. He was... The best that he could do is while the big brothers and the big bold brothers, they all look like this man here with the wide shoulders and the. the I know they don't want to cast Superman as a blonde. And they're all called out, Eliab and all that. They're all called up, and they're, they're like, okay, you're going to go to the war. Oh, David, you know, we have a great job for you. Best job ever. Best job ever. It's the most needed job there is. The sheep. Go take care of them in the little far, 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 far back pasture. While the most important work is being done over here. You go take care of the little, the little sheep. But the, the, the best work hasn't yet even started. So they're out there, and they've been sent off to war. And, and David's out there. He's like, <laughs> I mean, he's out there just slinging. Slinging, swinging. While you're doing the small things, it's amazing how much practice is coming. While you're doing the insignificant things, it's amazing how much development is taking place inside of you. It's when you're doing what no one else wants to do and you're just getting it done as a soldier of obedience. It's amazing what kind of development that, that the future war is going to be pulling on. It's amazing that when you're forgotten and no one is thinking about you anymore, that God is preparing you a place to raise you up. See, they're being sent out because there's a giant. The first to the front lines are sent there because there's a giant. Are we going to have fun? This is all right. We just so so. David, David's just you know, and and then his dad one day goes, "Listen, I need you to run an errand." It's like, okay, I thought I was. He's back there shearing the sheep. Come on, somebody. 
Can you imagine shearing sheep wool all up your nose, blowing your nose at the end of the day? I mean, can you, you guys have not thought about that, but I think about that kind of stuff. That's what the movie makers do, right? We think about, what's that? Oh, that's the little wool one stuck in my teeth. And, and all of a sudden he's back, and his dad says, hey, I need you to do something. I have some cheese. I have some cheese lunches for your brothers at the front lines. So I'm going to pull you away from your, your task to go and serve what you've been rejected by. Is this all right? Is this all right? I know I'm not preaching. I'm not. Is it okay that I just kind of, because I just feel like this is for this campus. Something is about to happen. I feel like something is about to happen. That... See, it's amazing. It's, it's just something, something interesting happening. I, I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. So, so David, 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 can you take your, your brother's lunch, some cheese and some wine, and just take them? Okay. And David willingly heads off. But you know what's really amazing is we don't really pay attention to it, but it's absolutely incredible that David says, okay, but he finds a herdman to take care of the sheep while he goes with the lunches. Oh, come on. So when you're faithful with little, when you're faithful with little, you don't just you go, well, I've just these worthless little no sheep. No, you know that you need to find someone. You start activating leaders. You start activating people. You pull someone who's just over there. And you say, you know what? I've got to go to my next level, but I want to make sure you come to your next level, and I'm going to put you in this position. You know, it's really interesting. I feel such a leadership anointing in this campus. And so, he's, so he, he says, listen, I am going to be faithful. Even though it's what other people would look down on, I'm going to be faithful. Even though it's what other people would not think is amazing, I'm going to be faithful. And he says, here, I want you to take care of the sheep while I have to go and run this other errand. I know, geez, but listen, we need to have this taken care of. He goes to, he goes to uh, where the battle is going, and he's looking for his brothers. He's looking in their stand. Eliab, are you there? Right? He's calling his brothers, and they're not there. And so they're looking around. He's carrying these, these lunches. You with me? He's carrying these lunches. And they say, well, they're out on the battlefield. So he's like, okay, well, I want to go and go over there. And, you know, and so he's carrying these lunches. He doesn't leave the lunches just anywhere. He finds someone to... Watch over the lunch. I'm talking about the power of recruiting. The power of recruiting. Can I tell you, I see a power of recruiting. People are going to be activated with their destiny because people are going to see the best in you. He finds a luggage keeper. I don't know if the guy was a luggage keeper before, but he's a luggage keeper today. It's amazing how your title can change when someone sees potential inside of you. Someone sees power inside of you. Someone sees grace upon you. Someone sees something inside of you. And they say, you know what? I know you're just sitting there. You're a whittler today, but I'm going to make you a luggage keeper today. And when you go from a luggage keeper, then you'll be now a hotel owner. <laughs> Who knows where the progress is going to be? 
Sorry, sister. I'm a... Would you watch these? Listen, I'll make sure you get a you get some of that cheese. It's from Holland. It's 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 chowder, chowder chaz. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You guys do something to me. I don't know what it is yet, but it's like. So so he he leaves this. And he, he walks to the battlefield, and as he's walking on the battlefield, he sees this very, very strangely tall, awkward man. You know, one of the things is uh, P.T. Barnum, he says, if you want to make things ex amazing, if you want things to stand out, he says, there's two ways it can be done. You either have to have it very, very tiny or very, very large. Stay away from anything in between. Very, very tiny or very, very large. So the significance of this man, this giant, he sees this massive giant, but the giant by itself is amazing, but he has a big mouth. <laughs> I love that Northern Ireland. <laughs> That's right. Ulster says no. <laughs> so you don't know anything about those fighting Irish boy. <laughs> Some of my most favorite people on the earth. True. The, he, he sees this giant and this giant is saying, come on, where's your champion? Any of you stand up against me. And he's thinking just because it's a big mouth and a big head that that's enough. And ultimately it has been enough up to that point. Until the uncommon one, the one that has been, hasn't been identified yet, has been shaving the sheep and carrying the lunches, but have learned faithfulness and learned that whatever you put your hands to, be faithful with it because it will set you up for your destiny, knowing that no matter what it is, <laughs> no matter what it is, no matter what it is. So, so he sees this giant defying the armies of Israel, the armies of God, God's army. And he sees this giant declaring and proclaiming, and then he sees on the other side, he sees the valley, and he sees on the other side, the children of Israel, all dressed for battle, doing nothing. Is this all right? Is this, I'm just talking about the Bible. I, I wish I could, I, I'm just talking about, is that all right? Is there, I'm just talking about the Bible. And anything in the Bible belongs to me. And, and here, here he's just standing across. He sees everybody standing across, and he's just walking up. And he's like, he can't believe it. He almost can't take his eyes off of this giant. He's looking at him going, I cannot believe what this guy is saying about my God and about his people. How dare the new, I mean, seeing that, how dare, <laughs> how dare. See, there's, there's some giants that I have that I can't wait to run through. How dare, and he's, you know, the whole time he's getting closer, the louder the giant is getting, and the bigger his head is getting, and the angrier he's getting. Anyone been angry lately? I mean, no, you guys are Christians, that's right, I'm sorry. I, I can't believe he wants me to be angry in the name of Jesus. 
We need you to go from David Banner to the Hulk. We need you to go from Bruce Banner to the Hulk. We need you to transform and be Hulkified. We need you to, and, and it doesn't happen because you're passive. It happens because you get angry. It happens because you get stirred up. It happens because you get frustrated. It happens because something you say, I am not going to tolerate this any longer. I'm not allowing this for my family. I'm not allowing this for my body. I'm not allowing this for my life. It's done. You've got to make that transition. Your shoulders should bust out of the sleeves and you should break into something bigger. Transformation. Transformation needs your emotions. You don't get transformed without emotions. We look at the Hulk and go, look at his big head. But you don't realize you don't get transformation without that emotion. You don't change a city and transform a city without getting angry with what's been captivating it. He's getting more and more furious as he walks closer to the battle and he's walking by and he sees all these people he grew up with and they're just sitting there going, wish that cheese would get here. Where's the guy with the cheese? <laughs> it's amazing how much people want to serve their bellies more than serve their destiny. Oh. And it's, David, David walks up and he hears them whispering their thing. You know, gosh, why don't you go over there? And, and, and they're talking to each other, trying to encourage each other. You go over there and take him down because the king says, whoever takes him down is going to marry his daughter. He's going to get, I mean, he's going to become a part of the royal family. I mean, that's, that's, go do it. They're just sharing with each other. Go do it. Oh, you know what else is going to happen? And then there's going to be this, you're not going to pay taxes ever. Only the people who wish they didn't have to pay taxes and whoever, who, if you're not in a bracket where taxes mean anything to you, may you rise to another level where you go, yeah, I'm about to take down every giant so I can be tax free forever. <laughs> I see people that are like taxes, who cares? I'm like, you, you, you make more money, make more money. Go out there and become a millionaire, billionaire, and you realize, whoa, where's the giant? Okay, we'll take the daughter second. If she... T- <laughs> Sorry about this. So you're like... And David hears this. He's like, wait... I'm going to be part of the royal family and I'm going to, and there's several other benefits that are, but the, I'm going to be a part of the royal family and I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually be tax free. I think one of the first, the first thing is being a part of the family because David illegitimately doesn't have access to the throne. The only way he can get to the throne, come on is he marries into the family. What a perfect setup. There's no way he can sit on that throne there. He has no blood in him that's, that's due to the throne. But if he gets married into the family, 
He gets, come on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come on, he could just sit on it in that throne. And so in his mind, they're going, wow, you know, did you, you know I, I, I grew up with her. I don't really know. I don't really like her. Right there, other people are thinking these things. And he's thinking, throne. Thinking throne. My destiny. My destiny is who I'm supposed to be. God called him to something that there was really no way to get there. Can you imagine God speaking to you something that there is no physically and really there is no legal way for you to be there? You are going to be the king of Israel setting the captive free. I was, I'm, a, I'm of the Moabite family. I am illegitimate. I don't have the blood to sit on the throne. What God's saying is impossible. Come on, is there anyone you feel like, you guys are getting quiet on me. Is there anyone you feel like what God said about you is impossible? Is anyone, you feel what, what God said about you, it feels like it's absolutely, there's no way it's going to be done. But I'm telling you, God's going to put a giant in front of you to activate the possibilities. <laughs> I love the Bible. It's just so beautiful. So he's, he's going, to, and then David does this. He says, so, so, hey, I hear something. What are you guys saying? He's, I think he's from Jersey or New York. <laughs> what, what is it that's going on? Well, they say that, you know, whoever takes down the giant will get, you know, tax-free and will get, you know, Mikal. And, I mean, this is going to be great life, and you have all of these things. And he, he goes, what is it? What are they saying? And then he asked again, and they repeated again, and then he asked again. It's not like he's deaf. He wants to keep hearing the possibilities, even if it come, comes through the negativity. Someone can do it. Hey, God's going to use someone to do it. Who should it be? Come on, say it might as well be me. I'm gonna come on. So God's gonna do it. Who should it be? God's gonna do it. Who should it be? Might as well be me. All I did was show up with lunches. But because I've learned to be faithful with the sheep, learned to be faithful with the lunches, now I'm gonna be faithful with the throne. He keeps talking, his brother goes, you know what? I'm, uh, what are you doing? Where do you, where'd you, who'd you leave those, the little sheep herd that you have? Who'd you leave that with? What'd you do? What are you doing here? It's amazing how people will despise your small beginnings. But you should never despise your small beginnings. People will always look down upon you thinking that their elevated place that they do nothing with is better than your place that is lower and smaller and new that you do everything with. Don't let people reject you by their insecurities. There, there's, who did you... You know what, I, David, didn't def, he says, he defends himself with one word. Is there, with one statement, is there not a cause? <laughs> I want to ask you, do you have a cause? 
Do you have a reason to stand defiant to relationships of friends and, and family members who don't see the benefit of you? Don't see the, who don't see the destiny in you? Where the spirit of rejection tried to strip away and steal the purpose and the plan of God for your life. That people don't know how to talk to you properly because they don't actually know what's really birthed inside of you by God. It's amazing how the devil sends on assignment those that love you and those that care for you, but they don't see the bigness in you. They don't see the best in you. They don't see the dynamic. But I say today, I see the greatness inside of you. I see the kingdom of God unleashing inside of you, and I rip out of your soul every word that tried to put you down and tried to destroy you. I break it in the name of Jesus. It's amazing how people... Don't recognize destiny. They reject destiny. If you've ever been rejected, you should know destiny is the reason. They don't know how to flow with it. I'm going to have to finish this message in second service. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> the Bible says, what's not possible for man all things are possible for God. What's not possible, what's impossible. You know the word impossible means to, have, to not have enough strength. It doesn't mean it can't be done. It just means you say to yourself, I, can't ha I don't have the strength for it. So you call it impossible. But if you get empowered by God and the power of God comes upon you, nothing is impossible. <laughs> two, two weeks ago, I'm in, I'm in Vegas woman's there and I, I said you know we're going to see you she comes in a wheelchair she's in a wheelchair she has MS in her body we just we just command her to stand up and I leave and I'm in the back room and all of a sudden I hear in the back room oh that lady's walking come on that which is impossible for doctors doesn't mean they it just means they don't have enough strength how you know but our God has enough strength God has enough strength for everything you're going through, everything you're going to deal with, everything that God, he has a plan for you. God has enough strength. David's looking and everyone's talking about how impossible it is. But he believes that God has enough strength because God's going to do something amazing. Someone who doesn't belong on the other side of the tracks is about to get on the other side of the tracks. He keeps talking. His brother's putting him down. Then Abner hears him. He says, come here. The king has heard about you. He wants to see you. David walks into the tent of the king. He's looking around. And David's there because he just wouldn't shut his mouth. Come on, somebody. How many of you know you just got to keep talking your destiny? Keep talking about who you are. Keep talking about where you're going. Don't hold your mouth back. Don't you shut up. Don't you be quiet. Keep talking about what God's possibilities are. What, what's going to happen again? What's going to happen again? Those questions brought him in front of the king. He walks in. The king says, uh, he looks in. He walks in the tent. And this, I love David. He walks in the tent. Beautiful tent. How many rooms you got here? No, he didn't ask that, but. But David walks in, he goes, don't worry about it, king. I got this. He, oh, you guys aren't ready for that, yes. I mean, this, this is a guy, he's been in the backwoods slinging some, some stones at cans, pop soda cans, practicing, working everything he could work, just being faithful. 
And when he has his opportunity, his moment, he doesn't hesitate. I break hesitation off of you. I break hesitation off of you. I break insecurity off. I break everything that would hold you back from stepping into who you're supposed to be. He walks in, he goes, don't worry about it, King. I have this. I will take care of this giant for you. <laughs> I'm going to take care. He goes, I've, I've taken care of a lion. See, you, see, the thing is, is people, when we start sharing our testimonies, people think we're boasting. But we're really talking about what God did in us that's actually impossible for it to be done. And we should not be silent. He says, I've taken care of a lion and a bear when it came after my sheep. See, I love that he said, I didn't fight it when it came after me. I fought it when it was come after what I was governing. See, if it comes after you, it, it, it doesn't. It, it always comes after what you're, what you're governing. And he says, when it was coming after the sheep, I just grabbed that lion. I grabbed that lion by its beard. And I just, I mean, it, it, he literally talks about beating it with his own hands. <laughs> he grabs it by the beard and he says, I struck it. And he overcame. He said, I did the same thing with a bear. Just choked him out. Come <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. They just choked out a bear. Just put him to sleep. He says, and if, if God would use me to do that, I can do that for this giant as well. The king does this thing. He says, the king takes his armor and he says, I'm going to put my armor on you. But there's something significant because he, he says something that's the Bible says something that's written there and we read past it. But it says he tried to put on him a bronze helmet. A bronze helmet, there's so many distinctions, but I want you to know it separates him as not just a regular person, but it separates him as someone who appears to be the king. I think the king was trying to hide and act like he was the one. I think the king put on his helmet so that it looked like the king was going out there and doing something. He was saying, you brought my height. You, you could actually look like me. The king dressed him up in his own gear and was willing to send him out to show that at least he would show the bravery and at least he believed that this young man may have power to do it. So he put him and dressed him up in his garment and was willing to send him out. David put the sword on his hip and he tried, and he said, I can't do this. I've never tested it. See, what's really amazing, while you're working with the sheep and while you're working with the lunches and while you're working with the sling, you're not only testing, being tested, but you're also testing your skills. You're testing your ability. You're testing your anointing. You're testing the favor of God. Why hasn't it happened for me, God? Why hasn't it happened for me yet? It's because God's not only testing you, but you're testing your skills and you're testing your abilities. You're proving that it works. And I love this. I love this. I'm sorry, we're running out of time. I got to be done in a minute. But we'll be back in next service. So, but what I love this, I love this, is David didn't ask for permission to take it off. You don't need to ask for permission to take off what doesn't fit you. No, your vaccines don't fit me. I'm not taking <laughs> He didn't need to ask for permission. He just took it off. 
And he says, you know what? I'll go with what I've tested. I've go with what I have proven wins with. I go with what I've proved that I can overcome with. I go with what I've proved that God has anointed me to do. I will go with what's on my life, not with what's on your life. <laughs> he, he goes out, and the, the king says, well, bless you, man. I just, he's, he's called the undertaker. We got another one. He goes out, and I love what David does. I've always said this, and I repent. I'm going to tell you what I said, and then I'll repent. I'm repenting in doing it. I've always said, then David got out in front, and he ran to the giant. But it doesn't say that. It says he ran to the armies of Israel, uh, armies of the, the Philistines. He wasn't running to the single giant. He was running to take down all of the armies because behind the army is his throne. We always thought he was going for the one, for the one, for the one Philistine, for the one giant. But he wasn't going for the one giant. That one giant had nothing really to do with what he was doing. He was going to take that down because that was going to get him married and get him closer to the throne. Can I tell you, don't be concerned about the giants. Don't be concerned about the army. Think about the destiny that's behind you. Think about the purpose that's behind you. Think about the, think about the reason you're showing up. Think about the purpose of what you're showing up. Amen? My favorite part, and I'm going to, I have to end with this. I have to end with this. There's several things. That, there's someone who's been having belly cramps. There's some kind of cramping that's going on. God's healing that. And there's someone that's had some kind of growth or swelling that's been in the back of the knee. It's really affecting the knee, and God's healing that. But before, I, before we get to that, and we, I need to say this. My favorite part of the whole story hasn't even been spoken of yet. My favorite part of the whole story is that after David slays Goliath, takes off his head, and, and takes, and it's really amazing because it says he takes all of this, the, 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 the sword, the armor, and he puts it in his tent. I'm thinking, where did David get a tent? He, he showed up with lunch. I don't know if he went to the Philistines, wrapped up Goliath's tent, and brought it back to Jerusalem and set it up as his own. But he put, he put the sword and he put all of the things. And then Abner says, come on, the king is throwing a party. You need to come to the party. David goes, he starts to leave for the party. He goes, wait, 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 I, I forgot something. He goes back to the tent and he comes and he pulls out this big old head and he goes to the party carrying the head. Can you imagine the next time you show up to a party, you walk in with a big old head? You're the only one with the head of a giant on your shoulder as a party talk. Let me tell you what I did today. Have you seen this? this is, I want you to know this is the season where you don't hide your trophies. Don't hide your wins. Don't hide how God's moving in your life. Don't hide how the power of God is showing up in you. Don't hide it. Carry that head to the party. And when you talk about it, you never know who's going to join the army. The Bible says as David talked about the wind, his hand, his head, his, he's resting on the head. Talking about, listen, this is what my day looked like. The Bible says Jonathan's heart knit to him. Jonathan, the next king, supposedly, tied in 
He says, I'm going to serve this man. We can go into the details later. How many of you have wins in this next season? How many of you have wins in this next season? How many of you have trophies of the giant's head that has been trying to stand in front of your destiny in this next season? I release the blessing of God over you. I release the peace of God over you. Someone's neck is being healed. I release you from that. I, I just feel like there's an adjustment in your neck. You'll feel that adjustment. You'll maybe even a pop, but that pain and that strain that's been in your neck is being healed. I command that problem in the knee be healed. I command the cramping that I command that to stop now in the name of Jesus. I release the peace of God to you and I thank you for your healing virtue. But most of all, I break off of you every rejection, every strategy of the devil that has tried to destroy your, your life and may you be strong and steady heading into the destiny of the Lord. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.